What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of KMAC Video Podcast. For those that don't know, I really hate talking when I'm sober. Not that I'm a drunk or nothing like that. I'm introverted. Take that and the fact that I don't like to be on video and you'll be able to love and appreciate my drive and determination to bring you guys this raw street history and bring you along on my journey of interviewing OGs. Another thing you guys may not know is I have two partners behind the scenes. Baby Smack, he's from my neighborhood, and L, he's like a brother to me. He's my connect to the Damus. Today's topic is your top five KM videos. But before we get started, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you tell a friend, like, and subscribe, as well as go to YouTube, like, share, and comment on my videos. Before I get into the music by War, the song Lowriders, I wanted to share something with you guys in part three of the Santana Block, the Majestic's Picnic for New Year's. I had the song Lowriders in there. The video was not monetized. I did not make a penny off the video, all my hard work. And uh, I played the music because it's part of our culture. And I think it's wrong that these music groups and these artists target our culture, but don't want us using it. But they'll have us go on YouTube and look at the videos and they making money off that. We buying the music, making mixtapes and all that type of stuff. And they make money off of us. But yet... They won't even let me use the music that fits perfect with our culture. The song and the cars go hand in hand. I just think it's some bitch ass shit that Warner Music Group would have my video taken down. Welcome, cutes. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Black. I'm doing all right, bro. Good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice too, man. How's the what's good evening or afternoon? Uh, well, I'm, I'm working on your finale uh, for YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, for YouTube, so they'll be able to check that out. A lot of people like you, man. So today's topic is going to be my best top five interviews. Uh, I think if people speak on on uh, history, I think they should come from a a place where Either they participated in it themselves, and if they did hear it from someone else, it was someone that they grew up with. It was it was a friend of theirs. Like like me and Craig mentioned, we're friends. So if I mention Craig's name in anything, it's because I had an experience, you know. If I talk about Monkey Man, it's because I had that experience. I I was his best friend. We were friends. We grew up together. Same way if I talk about Verdi Swan, if I talk about any of the East Side, if I talk about Number One, if I talk about uh, Chin Chin, if I talk about Donna Ray from the Van Ness Boys, I grew up with those guys. If I talk about Swig, I grew up with those guys. If I talk about Big Country, I grew up with those guys. If I go to Compton and I talk about Mac Thomas, I grew up with them. I talk about Bam or Hoover Joe. If I talk about any of the Hoover Smiley. I grew up with those guys. I grew up. I grew up a little Mumu. Mumu's everybody don't know that Mumu's uncle is Mad Dog Erskine from the West Side. So I grew up. 
I grew up around all of those guys. These, these were all my friends. Joe Ransom, all my friends. Little Devil, my friends. Michael Conception, my friends. I didn't stay in one spot. When I was crippling, I would go all over the set and visit all the sets. I would go to the grandies. I know Ant. I knew all of these guys when they were in their banging stage. And I used to, you know, participate with them at Watts festivals and stuff. So if I speak about history, it's real history. It's not something that I'm going to be making up or try to make myself be the, you know, the guy who rides in on the white horse in every scene. Sometimes it didn't work out like that. Sometimes it did. Sometimes uh, gangbanging was hard, you know. And I'm not trying to promote gangbanging. I'm talking about history of gangbanging. So any of you, you know, civilians don't understand what we're doing here. When you make your little funny comments, we laugh at those too. You know, it's like, okay, you're not above us just because your life was different than ours. We survived our life. You guys are doing stuff in your civilian life that's way worse than what we're doing. You might label us as criminals or whatnot, but you guys are criminals too. And every time you guys commit a crime, they always say, oh, I couldn't believe that my neighbor was doing those things because they were always nice and smiling and the home was so quiet. Yeah, you guys been criminal. Uh, I think we lost you. This is a phone call. Okay, you got a phone call? Go ahead and answer it, man. And uh, it was good talking to you. I think we lost Cutes. It sounds like he said he had an important phone call. I know he got to get back to the weights. OG got to keep his strength and muscles up. Oh, hey, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, Kev, Matt? All right. Yeah, we lost you on that phone call. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had an important phone call. Not that this isn't important, too, but I had I had to uh, cut it short, but I'm back now, so it's all good. Yeah, now I got a phone call. Uh, who, so who was your, your favorite interview so far? I liked it. I, I, you, I know Baba Louie from Juvenile Hall, the Battle Royal. Him and, uh, him and BJ, uh, James Miller. Every, everybody was like go, picking somebody to go head up with. So James Miller and Baba Louie, they had a fight, and it sounded like baseball bats hitting uh, a body bag. So they had a good fight. And, uh, it was, and, and Moss had a fight. And uh, I had a fight, and Dennis Johnson had a fight with Alvahorn. So... It was like we were in there fighting a lot in East Lake Juvenile Hall. And uh, so my favorite interview, I really like, I like uh, with, the, with the older OGs is Baba Louie because he's real honest and his history is real clear. And the people he's naming, I know. So I really enjoy his interview. And I remember when, uh, I remember when he outgrew his, uh, his stage of gangbanging and he took it to another level, him and, uh, him and his homeboys, and they, and they tried their hand in some hustling and stuff. And I remember I used to see him in his, uh, in his black El Dorado. And uh, I, I was trying to step my game up a little, too. So I, I would see him at different places where they played jazz. I would see him at the lighthouse sometime, 
and I would see him over at, you know, down at the beach where they would, um, you know, had those uh, nightclubs. Sometime I would see him over there, but he, he was always handling his business and stuff. And I would be with Sugar Bear or something, and Sugar Bear would point him out, and then I would say, "Oh yeah, there he is." Back then he was sport. Back then he was sporting a goatee and a Bossolino. <laughs> Give me four. Give me four more favorite interviews. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed Stutterbox's interview because Stutterbox was like me. He would walk anywhere. He would go in any hood, and he was he, he was a walker, you know. So I I enjoy, usually uh, gangbangers are walkers first before they get a car. They just enjoy walking, you know. They they enjoy going downtown. They enjoy going where they met people from juvenile hall, and they, you know, and they got cousins that live in other areas, and they don't mind going over there to visit, you know. So I, I enjoyed Stutterbox interview. I, I, I enjoyed Little Caesar's interview because I knew Little Caesar when he was out on the street in in my later gang banging years, and and he he grew up not far from me, and. Uh, like I said, I knew a lot of Inglewood family, Nasty Ed. I knew all of those guys over there and Jim Brewer and them. But the the younger families, I knew them too, you know. And they they were they were fighting my little homeboys over there. So it was like, okay, I, I was just trying to keep them out of the gunplay. The gunplay was entering into the uh, into the banging scene real real uh, real strong during that during that time period. I, fact is, I lost my brother one of my youngest brothers during that 79 uh, time period. That, that was, that was a bad year for, uh, for gangbangers, especially yeah. for the for, Crips, especially. Yeah. And it was a lot of tragedies and stuff, but Give it's, me two more. Uh, it's good to hear, you know, people, cause I've been away for a long time and it's good to hear these brothers come back, you know, and they really like, like, I like little, I like, See, he reads a lot like no brain, and he's real intelligent, so I like that. He didn't get burnt out on the Sherman like, like <laughs> that boy did. So, you know, I mean, it's good to hear a clear mind. I enjoyed his interview. I enjoyed, um, I, I kind of like a, a, a little bit the bishop. He He's pretty clear, too. I, I enjoyed listening to the bishop. He He's good. He knows his history and stuff. He doesn't. He doesn't know Crip history as good as he think he does. But I, I know he knows the experiences that he experienced it and the people that he experienced with. He refers to to uh, to junior high school, and he kind of like realize he got to realize that that's in junior high school, and, and when people go to high school, a lot of things could change. A lot of you know anybody could have a few fights in junior high or elementary school and stuff. You know, it's like a lot of guys take this gang banging into early manhood and, right. and then, you know, that's, that's when, you know, you know, what's going on with an individual then, you know, right. for whatever reason. And, and, you, know, and you, and you, never, and you, never, you never said nothing about, uh, he wasn't a crip. You just said he didn't start cripping with Raymond. Exactly. And people take everything I say, you know, they don't really listen. It's like they jump to conclusions and stuff. The, the guy's not a founder of anything but what took place in that little project over there that he lived in. And maybe he didn't even found that. Maybe it was someone else there 
that lived there with him that found it that. I don't know. And I don't really care. But I know what I do care about is that I'm not going to allow him to put out a lot of misinformation. And I know there's a lot of new people and they thirsty that want to know the history of the origins of this Crip gang, the blood gang, and where this came from and where that came from. As long as there are people alive and they were there when this stuff, you know, started, or they were close to being there when it started, it's up to you. OG Cute's showing some of that California love by tapping in. Now we're going to get to some of the phone lines and your pre-recorded messages with your top five. Yo, what's happening? This is how you're speaking, man. I appreciate everything, Kev, with the history and all, but you say my top five interviews. Uh, at number five, I'm going to have to go with the big dog, Moon. Number four, I'm going to go with the big dog, Lil Caesar. Number three, I'm going to go with Barefoot Pookie. And number two, I had like that Tyrone Tate. And number one, I really like that cute, man. Cute, he really hold it in the road, man. And I appreciate all this history because it's very important, especially in our race. It's super important, man. Appreciate everything, Kel. One love, player. Young Kev Mack, what's going on, bro? My name is Yoel. I'm a big time fan of the uh, channel. It's got some of the most informative uh, 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 episodes about anything on YouTube. Uh, I'm not even going to sit here and try to give you a top five because they're all my favorite, to be honest. But uh, I do have a request. Uh, if you could find Craig Munson and uh, chop it with him, that would be kind of cool, man. I I've seen one uh, other channel that had an uh, interview with him. It was mainly about uh, weightlifting and all that stuff. And I know other people may try to find them or whatnot, but we all know why it's going to be uh, exponentially better if you find them. Feel me? But, uh, man, just I just want to say, man, keep pushing, bro. Uh, we all love your stuff, man. Even my mama loves it, man, for real. Peace. What up, Kev Mac? This is Nat Turner, checking in from the sunny east side of Indianapolis, Indiana. Naptown. Want to drop my top five Kev Mac interviews? Number five, Cutes, Magnificent Seven. Number four, Moon, Eastside, South Central. Number three, Jimmy Lavender, Bishops. Number two, A.C. Babalui, Westside, Piru. And number one, last but not least, is Bird, Slauson's. Big up to what you do, Kev Mac. Keep doing your thing and keep the history coming. Peace. Peace, Kev Mac. This is uh, I Leak Africa calling from Fort Worth, Texas, by way of Stop Six, to be exact. My five favorite interviews of all time, number one, would be A.C. Bobby Louie for clearing up a lot of the myths and discrepancies. At number two, I have to say Triple OG Frog. At number three, I'm going to go with the OG Bird for the great history lessons. And the details, and number four, I'm going to go with Cuse for just being authentic and having a lot of the details preserved in his mind, no guesswork. And uh, number five, I'm going to have to say Nugget. I really enjoyed his interview with his personality and the things that he was trying to accomplish. Keep up the good work, continue to preserve our history, man. It's much appreciated and needed to those who lived a life and been through it. Black Power. That's going to do it for this episode of Kev Mac Video Podcast. 
I want to thank those that called in with your top five. And I want to thank Cutes for being my special guest. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in donating to the cause, you could go to www.paypal.me slash allhoodpublications at yahoo.com. If you're interested in KM apparel or the KM clothing that you see me wearing before the video, you can go to bear-image.com slash kevmac-clothing or just go to bearimage.com and search for kevmac clothing. And I'd like to thank you guys that subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can follow me on Instagram at bigkevmac1. That's B-I-G-K-E-V-M-A-C and the number one. Peace and God bless.